This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 81215. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via Frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. I thought I was clever doing it to a tune and then I made a damn fool of myself. I know, I worried mm. that might happen. Oh, man. I'm a little fatigued. What's happened? Um, I went to... Um, Guns N' Roses at Hyde Park oh, last wow. night. Oh, kilts. What? <laughs> yeah, I went to that. How was Slash's hair? I'll tell you what, he's gone for sort of dark, long and curly with a hat. Okay. Oh, that's unlike yeah. him. Yeah. I always get the impression that if you lifted the hat, the hair would come off as well. Right, well th- of Is course. it attached to that? Does he buy that? Well, like the Scottish bar- bonnet thing. Buzz, my 11-year-old child, has a... Um, a slash hat exactly of that uh, construction <laughs> so the the hair comes off with the hat is it great if he raised his hat politely to a passing lady <laughs> and the whole thing came off has Axel gone the way of uh, John Bon Jovi now it's a bit more California <clears throat> um, he's, he's cut it a bit shorter hasn't yeah. he well yes he's gone Ax. It's, it's it's shorter and also it feels like it's you know when you get a like a wet beard on a fake a stage beard gets wet, it looks like it's sliding off. <laughs> it looks like it's slightly sliding backwards, even at the temples. Oh. It's not as close to his ears as you might expect. But you know, I tell you, he's, he covers a lot. If he wears a Fitbit on stage, he must be fascinated to see how many steps he does. I saw a picture of him uh, from Glastonbury, and he is the spit of Steve Pemberton from the League of Gentlemen. Oh, he has got a bit of that about him, yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, he's, he, he looks. Um, like I say he looks in great shape. I would say he looks at his worst during his um, the whistling interludes. Oh, what are those? There's a couple of songs. Um, <laughs> a uh, casual I think approach. The, the Civil War song <laughs> and patience. What is he, painter and decorator. <laughs> Not the Civil War song. My uh, my child is with me this morning. He's yeah. giving me prom. Anyway, there's a couple of songs where he whistles. I think it's patience. Patience is, is definitely one. When he whistles for a while, and he's not the best whistler. Oh. And stage whistling, it's difficult. And also, I think it's probably the least flattering of the musical performances visually. It's the face you adopt when whistling. Yeah. Mm. It, yeah, I wish he wouldn't whistle. Yeah. I wish he'd um, take a, a small minor bird out of a, <laughs> a gilded cage and that whistled the opening section. <laughs> but um, Ronnie Renald is dead, I think. Ronnie Renald was a famous stage whistler whose entire career was based on What's whistling. your favourite song with whistling incorporated into a hit? I like um, Jealous Guy. That's a good... Uh, that's a good... That works. But see, in a studio... Yeah. You know, when, mm. when uh, Axel's doing it in the studio, he's, he doesn't have to be running around and all that. But no... I'd say avoid whistling if you want to look good. It'd be good to have a sort of guest whistler. Yeah, it would. Who would you have yeah. on? Who would that be? Well, they could just change it every night. Yeah, you bring they? you bring them on. Who's the guest whistler tonight? You never know. That's why it's fun to book. Yeah. <laughs> you might get asked, Frank. Yeah. Imagine I'm not, I'm if not. Axel Rose said, "Tonight, ladies and gentlemen." Yeah. <laughs> Frank guest whistler. The whistler is. <laughs> they could. They could. Have, or you could have like competitions. 
people yeah. could enter. Um, I don't want competition winners whistling. No, I don't this want is celebrities a, whistling. This is I absolute radio. <laughs> Never say anything negative about competition winners. Or we will, this show will be just not closed down at the end of our contracts, but closed down now by people who burst in. Competitions obviously are fantastic. Yeah. No, but I, I, I don't want them on stage with the Guns and Roses whistling. I want to have it. I'm going to do it on absolute. We work out the best whistlers and then we put them forward. <laughs> And you you have to let your phone do three rings. You have to say, make me a whistler. <laughs> and uh, and then you get to whistle. It'd be a lovely Special thing. prize whistler's mother. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she gets she gets the the plus one seat at the gig. <laughs> what about the orphan whistlers? You haven't thought about them. Oh no. We'll set up exactly. a helpline. They don't whistle much. They're solid. <laughs> I'm an orphan. I don't know what I'm talking about. So am I. How, how, how old are you before you get to use the orphan moniker? Well, we use it because we... Yeah. yeah. I don't think you can... Uh, I, I don't think... I, you don't get any sympathy at my age for being an orphan. <laughs> what if I, if I turned up trying to check into an orphanage? <laughs> I think it might be a police job rather than sympathy. Frank, Clive Silas, one of our regulars, has been mm -hmm. in touch. We've been talking about stage whistling. Oh, yes. And Clive Silas says, I believe a stage whistler is called a siffleur. Siffleur? Is that right? How would you say yeah. it? Siffleur. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Hats Just because he's called Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, you know what? He's, for, he's brains. He's well, the brains Ron, of the team. Ronnie Rennell literally had hit singles with just him whistling, you know, popular tunes. And people would go and see him and he did like 25 minutes of whistling. Clive goes on to say, Ronnie Corbett once did a bit where the punchline was a record called Ro The Best of Ronnie Ronald. Oh, OK. Only time I'd ever heard his name before. It's a great name, isn't it, Ronnie Ronald? That's when people used to have a slightly French... <laughs> like there was a celebrity uh, hairdresser called... Mr. Teasy Weezy Raymond. <laughs> I bet he was called Raymond, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. But Mr. Teasy Weezy, because that was his nickname, because that's yeah. what he did with their hair. Teasy Weezy? I'd call myself now Zhuzh Rinder, because I give the hair a bit of a Zhuzh. <laughs> Zhuzh Rondeur. Yeah, Zhuzh Rondeur. I want to tell you something that... Um, that Axel Rose uh, did on stage, and this, I d when did this begin, and what's it about? Is when you introduce the band individually, <laughs> yeah. Um, you don't say, and um, who's up, what? Does he read? Is he the? Is he the? Uh, what does he play? Piano, yeah, the keyboard. So uh, he says on keyboards, he doesn't say on keyboards. Dizzy Reed, he goes on keyboards, Mr. Yes. Dizzy Reed. And they always do that. On um, what's, what's Duff's one? C guitar. Bass. So on bass guitar, Mr. <laughs> Duff. Why? Why the formality, yeah. suddenly, yeah. Axel? Yeah. Rose, do we call him Rose? They all do it now, Mr. don't Rose. they? Mr. Yeah. Rose. Introducing people and using Mr. Or they used to know Miss Peggy Lee. It used to be like a big thing. 
Yeah. Doesn't make any sense to me at all. I always think they feel they're being very magnanimous when they're doing that. Yes, going, you exactly. know what? It's not all about me. It's yes. very self-conscious, isn't it? Yes. I find. It'd be an interesting way to find out a member of a band you like was an aristocrat. <laughs> oh, yeah. On drums, the right honourable Earl. I love yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lord Dizzy Reed. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Who's the most open hearted and fair and generous quiz master of all time? I think that would be Magnanimous Magnuson. Oh, God. Oh, it's got, I've got it out there. It's like Lansing. <laughs> Continue. Just, I'm enjoying your well, just, uh, heavy just metal tales. Two things that stuck in my mind was that the first thing um, Axel said to the crowd was, what a lovely gathering. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma's birthday. <laughs> He's become so civilised, Axel. He was very nice yeah, to the crowd. He He's not charming. one of those guys that says, I can't hear you and all that sort of stuff. How did Duff... Is it Duff McKagan? Yeah. Yeah. He's married to an underwear model, I believe. Is he really? Yes. And other shocking bits of news. Yeah. <laughs> wow. She had a, a, a an entire range. Her own range. Oh, she wasn't. She doesn't. Didn't just wear the underwear <laughs> of others. She had her own range, Frank. Okay. Yeah. I think Duff was very proud of her. I, I hope they're still together. I hope so too. Mm. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. As soon as you hear the phrase. Underwear model, rock star. You just think the world is everything's in its right place. <laughs> yes. He's really delivered, which is what I like about him. But do you know what surprised me? And I didn't. I'm not. Maybe I'm not a big enough um, Guns N' Roses fan to be aware of this. But I wasn't expecting at the end of the gig, um, slash. Mr. Slash, as I call him when I'm introducing him, <laughs> Mr. Slash. Um, no, he didn't. He didn't do. It. He didn't say Mr. Slash. He just um, said on guitar and then waited about three minutes while the crowd went absolutely mad oh. at the anticipation of just saying his name. <laughs> anyway, um, Mr. Slash uh, did an unexpected handstand at the end, which oh. I. I didn't see coming at all. Did, Did he take his guitar off first? Yeah, he didn't. He'd oh. taken his... So they were walking off stage and uh, suddenly it was uh, denim below and leather on top. It had been the other <laughs> way for most of the, the world upside down, as they used to say in the 17th century. <laughs> Did his hat stay on? Well, we had a debate about this on the way back because it didn't fall off the hat. That's a bit suspicious. How did? How does that work? We could all do a handstand with a perfect tube on our head, providing stability. Yeah, <laughs> like but also imagine if the hat had fallen off with the hair. Oh, oh no! It'd be no awful. Just been there with <laughs> upside down with the hair cascaded out of it. Oh no! Like a jellyfish on the shore. No, he's uh, oh. he was you know because he's a, quite a big guy, but it was, it was a good handstand. Oh, oh right. He, he wasn't like against a wall. It wasn't one of those <laughs> handstands. It's a problem. And I'm told that if it's uh, if he's particularly happy with the gig, that this is what he does. Oh, so it's like a, a sort of signal. Yeah, it's it's a it's a compliment to us all. Oh right. So you could have a sort of nature documentary about slashing, and when he's satisfied, <laughs> he displays it. There probably has been a nature documentary about slashing. <laughs> 
Oh no. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Ruth Jordan. Yeah. Has something to say, Reese. Ever at our side, Always Ruth there. Jordan. I wish Slash had done a sort of gamble. <laughs> As in G-A-M-B-O-L. Yes. A forward slash or even a backslash. Oh, that's mm. good. Mm. Ruth, you're on fire. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's excellent work. Oh, by the way, this is uh, um, Emily Dean territory now. I, I had to take my dog for her jabs. Oh, yeah. And um, she's not... Um, great with the jabs no, so when we get to the vet she starts pulling in the opposite direction won't go in the vets you know what I mean I look like a like a rat dragging mm. her in and um, I said what are they for and I, you all know about this but the guy said uh, kennel cough mm. and I just thought that is <laughs> I love that that's the, the name of a real big <laughs> kennel cough wasn't he involved in the <laughs> the what Wagner mutiny? <laughs> kennel cough. Here's a kennel cough leaving the. Uh, I've leaving often the, thought about using that as an excuse if I'm off sick and I can't yeah, go some stuff. So come down with kennel cough. A bit, a bit of KC. Yeah, bit of the KC. <laughs> Makes you wonder about KC and the Sunshine Band. <laughs> and the other one was something uh, more. Less catchy. Mm. I don't mean it was harder to catch. No. I mean, yeah. It was, yeah. But um, there's about three they have to have. Yeah. Yeah. So she won up the nose and a needle in the back, and the dog's distressed, and I'm a, I'm anxious on her behalf. And the vet said, "Don't worry." And he takes what I thought was toothpaste out, <laughs> and uh, it's a it's a tube of um, meat paste. Oh yeah! Um, just gets a bit on the finger, puts it on the actual table like a, like there's a chrome bit. The dog licks it. Suddenly, everything changes. <laughs> <laughs> Dog's quite um, likes being there, and uh, so first first needle, bit more meat paste. That's absolutely. If Did only like. Oh man! If only life could always be like that. There's such. Sellouts, dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? This is their strength, I find. Oh, man, it really meant That's what me. I love about them. And afterwards, she was, like, super affectionate with me. Like, oh, you took me to the meat paste guy. <laughs> yeah, the, the guy who bafflingly gives me intermittent bits of meat paste. Yeah. And uh, you know uh, what? If needle, needles is a tax, I'll happily pay yeah, for the but meat it is. paste. But I'm it not is. saying that, by the way. <laughs> for, um, <laughs> for meat paste, they will, they will take pain, which is great. Um, which leads me to um, uh, another... I, I went to another gig this week. But about as different from, um, within the popular music framework, I'd say about as different from Guns N' Roses at Hyde Park as it's possible to be. I will explain after this. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. J Loco 9. Yeah. I'm not even going to get into what that means. Mm. Um, name for your tea shop. Whoa, sweet chai of mine. Nice. Good. good. Uh, oh, that is good. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, or if I opened a pub in the West Midlands, sweet mild of mine. No one <laughs> drinks mild anymore, do they? No. Um, so I went to another gig this week, which was odd. And I went because my partner was desperate to go. 
I think I'm going to be able to guess what this is, but go on. Uh, go on then, what was it? Is it a musician that she's fond of? No. Okay. Well, it is someone that... It's oh. it's weird. It's Abba Voyage. What? Oh. Right. Abba... Do you know of this? Abba Voyage is a, a virtual residency that Abba have in which they are um, holograms. Oh, OK. I uh, can't do holograms. I find well, it depressing. But, but holograms... These are not like the see-through ho- holograms of yesteryear. <laughs> <laughs> you did... I mean... <laughs> these aren't your grandpappy's holograms. No, it's no. It's not like Elvis. No. Like, it makes me very depressed, holograms. No. I can't bear them. But go on, what are they... Are they good? So this is... Um, you, you know, you start off with a bit of a, a an opening and there's a bit of a cartoon, you know, backdrop. Um, not cartoon, but animated. And then suddenly on walk ABBA circa 74, say oh. 1974. Yeah. And it's just them. They're standing. There's a live band and it's ABBA. Mm. And um, I'll tell you something about I I went. This is what this is how this is how men go to the gig or straight men at least. They go with their partner saying, "Would well, be interested to see the technology on this how, how, how it works." That was that was how I got there. And also, she put a bit of meat paste on the steering wheel. Yeah, she's no fool. But it's pretty amazing. You know, they've built the Abba Arena. They've built the venue as well. Oh, right next to the Olympic uh, Park, right. or the home of West Ham United. Yeah, so we went, uh, you know, w- walked in, and um, it it's it feels like a a big new corporate venue place, and then Abba come on. Mm. So it's uh, it's, is, it's pretty mind blowing. Is there any point where? You see the hologram from a, an angle that makes it look a bit not real, or they, they flicker a bit like the Star Wars hologram. No, they don't. They don't do that. I, um, they can't go and watch it, though. That would be really odd. Well, what happened, apparently... You don't want to sit there looking at your young self. I don't want, I don't want to... On, on the opening night, they, t- they turned up <sighs> at the end, because I imagine that. I mean, one thing I've got to... When I was at school, the way we identified, me and my mates identified ourselves was we was the music guys. And we were going to see like Black Sabbath and Deep Purple and stuff. How times have changed. (laughs) (laughs) I got Guns N' Roses last night, Def Leppard and Motley Crue tonight. (laughs) Anyway, um, and we saw ABBA as absolutely what had gone wrong with music. But now... Did you? I don't think our Keith would have liked ABBA. No, no. We sort of hated ABBA. But when you watch ABBA now, um, because I'm like not going mad, I just think these songs, man, they are tight constructions. Oh, They're yeah. really <laughs> clever. Um, but the other thing, that bit where in the song where she says, uh, thank you for the music, the joy we are bringing, mm. there's... How can I put this? It's mainly women in the audience lots of mums and daughters and stuff and the pure uncomplicated joy mm-hmm. of these women just dancing and mm-hmm. having the best women and gay men I'd say are the real people who love it most yeah. and but just seeing these, these women like in their 70s absolutely blissed out with joy it's great 
you've got to respect that. And also, I think I have Benny. Yes, I went Benny. Yeah. I know, we'll get into that. Okay. To thank for the whole sort of Henry VIII obsession. Oh, really? Uh, uh, yes, because he yeah. was my first crush. I was living in Australia, and I remember hearing ABBA, and I thought, oh, my, this is the best music I've ever heard. <laughs> Benny? I, I said to Ol- my dad... Is it Olvaeus? Yes! Benny Olvaeus. <laughs> I, I, said, said, I thought of the word, and I thought, no, that's <laughs> medical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw a picture of him. He had a tight white waistcoat, and I'll be honest, it was tight. Yes. They, it was they, tight. I think they were the worst dress band that ever existed. <laughs> OK. We've all had a drink. Um, yeah. And tight white trousers. Yes, yeah. And I looked at a beard, and he looked like a lovely middle-aged Swedish dad. And I said, I, I think I love that man. And I became obsessed. I didn't like the... I just cut out pictures of Benny. Really? Oh. That's... Yeah. I used to do a... Uh, I liked um, Ag- Agnetha the blonde one when I was younger but now I, th- I, th- I watched it I thought oh actually now I like Anna Freed oh you're getting into your Anna Freed years yeah it happens to us all day I think um, also I I think Agnetha gets a lot of the best songs I, th- I could I could feel resentment on, on, on Anna Freed's I don't think the 1970s, they were ready for me, I'm so lucky I am the girl with the ginger hair. They just, <laughs> there was too much prejudice. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess I'd like to have, they could have given her that, of course, the virtual yeah. one. Mm, yeah. But uh, no, they stopped with, stop with Blondie. Not Blondie. Blondie. No, not, not Hitler's dog <laughs> or the American Blondie pop star. is, not Con- that. Controversial hologram. <laughs> Yeah, what if that had just come, just come on as a sort of a Give him a bit thing. of the old meat paste. Yeah. This is Frank Skinner. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. Text the show on 81215. People have. We'll be reading some of those out in a minute. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. I was talking about my trip to um, Abba Voyage. Yes, you, uh, you mentioned that at the very, the very sort of inaugural one. Yeah. That mm. the, the original members of Abba themselves went. Yeah. And sort of watched themselves. Well, I don't know if they watched sorry. it. You know when you go to like a film premiere, and no, no, they don't watch. They, they, oh, yeah. they, they leave, don't they? They leave, yeah, they can't. They, they slip out the side. Did they come on stage? Like with their holograms, the originals? Um, they, 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 no, they weren't with them. Oh. <gasps> Was Benny there? Oh! Yeah, he'd have been there. I the, and the, the women both wore white... Oh, I you see. Know, it was. It was. Lovely. We should say correctione on both of our parts. Like it's Benny Anderson. Oh, so the other one is son of is, Anders. It's Bjorn Olvaeus. Is it? Very good. Yes. Uh-huh. Um. So, uh, yeah. Apparently, you can't do it with the dead at this level. Necromancer child. the dead. I'm like, apparently you can't do it with the dead. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I've just been, to uh, my horror. Yeah, I've just been reading some uh, new, some uh, law books. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you got up to speed, Frank. Some correspondence from my solicitors. So, uh, <laughs> now I thought, this is brilliant, they'll be, you know, you'll be able to have uh, Elvis... Um, doing the same uh, but apparently the current 
ABBA had to go into a studio for a few days with those light suit things. Mm. And oh, they with had the to, green screen type Yeah, thing. so they had to get them moving about and doing their old dance routines and all that oh, sort I see. of stuff. And the weird thing is, apparently... Andy Circus was not involved <laughs> at any stage. I mean, what? He'll be on to his agent absolutely. Furious. He does a lot of the green screen, doesn't yeah. he? Circus. The big question is would I have known? What do you mean? If I didn't know anything about Abra and someone had took me to that um. gig and they'd walked on stage, would I have known they were holograms? Oh. Yes, that's a good question. The sort of hologram Turing test. Yeah, mm. I'm not. I thought on the big because they have like big screens at the side, like they do at a proper gig, so you can see them a bit more close up. I thought Agneta looked like she said to them, "Can you smooth me out a bit more?" Okay. And they blurry. said, "Well, no, you did have a little bit of like you know bags under your eyes in '75. Just do it." <laughs> and it felt a bit like that. But I, t- I, I might not. See, just seeing them on stage, I'd have thought that was real people. Mm. I'd be afraid to meet a hologram of myself. It would be good if they, they got Abbo on stage with the original holograms and you saw the holograms sort of start to go for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think uh, you could do it with stand-up comedians. I'll tell you what, no. there's a bit where I think it's Agneta, the blonde one, as mm. she was always known, and she does a, a, a bit to the audience and she says something, you know, emotional. And uh, there wasn't, there was a little, you know. Yeah. Oh. But she waits about oh, 20 no. seconds. <laughs> Does she? And then she goes, oh, thank you, thank oh, you. No. And you oh, think, no. oh, oh no. Aggie, it didn't go that well, love. With no. comedy, that would be So agony. comedy, oh. yeah. You, you do a joke that got nothing and you'd, you'd have your basking in it face on. <laughs> and doing that horrible, like, trying to talk through the laugh. And that... Oh. Oh, 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 no, it doesn't bear thinking about. So, um, so yeah, it wouldn't work with comedy. Did they ha- Can I ask a, qu- a question, a style question? I will. Did they have the white boots? They had costume changes galore. But you know what? Obviously, they could have just gone <laughs> and changed, but they went off. They went off and staged it for that. And there's a wow. bit... That I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's going, but there's a bit where you hear from backstage, oh, God, God, hold out the Velcro. Going, Did I get you? to hear all that. <laughs> I've got the method stuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, this outfit is a smorgasbord <laughs> of materials. Yeah. Oh, well, there's a lot of thought gone in. Don't worry about that. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank Simon F has been in touch at a recent Peter Gabriel gig. Hmm? Um. This, this one going out for David Baddiel. Did he, did he jump up and down? I saw a picture of him recently. <laughs> me and Buzz watched him on the telly doing a gig. And there's a bit when he started jumping up and down for about two minutes. Oh. I wasn't sure about it. He, well, Simon goes on, he walked on and claimed to be an avatar, but taking the opposite approach to ABBA, he said, in making his avatar 20 years older, 20 pounds heavier and bald. And I like him for that. I like Peter for saying that. They could have called the show Avatar. 
Oh. Maybe it's too much like abattoir. People might have been turning up with carcasses. <laughs> There's lots of people in like glittery outfits and. Were there? I tell like you what, I particularly favoured. Huh? I'm sure you're familiar. Frank. It was almost like a white silk tunic tabard with a, an animal on the front, a snake or something. Oh, okay. Are you familiar? I believe Bjorn used to say the reason they wore outlandish clothing. He was very early on to the whole tax break. Um, oh, of course, and you can claim it all. Yes, and he said that he knew the more outlandish they could say, well, we'll never wear these again. <laughs> well, there's one outfit that uh, the blonde one, Agneta oh. wore, and it was like hot pants, and then if you follow the line down her leg, you get bare thigh, and then there's oh, elast- and you did. Then you get elasticated <laughs> bottoms of flares, <laughs> which then uh, re- they complete the trouser. Oh, like there's a sort of glitch. There's a there's oh. a gap in the middle. Was it a problem with the hologram? Uh, no, it was a oh. it was a recreation of a of a, a thing that they wore. Um, so it's like the middle the of 70s. the the middle of the trouser hadn't downloaded. The, there was th- the, the thigh, the yeah. thigh bit hadn't turned up yet. <laughs> the centre will not hold. Like a little window. Mm. It oh, was. Right. Uh, I have to say, it was. Uh, I wonder if they will do. It. I thought they could do it with Bon Jovi because they're all alive, and then it could be called Bon Voyage. <laughs> oh goodness me! Money, money, money. They didn't do money, 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 which. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, of all the things not to do. Too on the nose with regards to the... <laughs> That's too bad. So, um, yeah, if you're thinking Thank of you. uh, if you're nice. thinking of going, because my partner, Kath, loved it so much that I said, what do you want for your birthday? She said, I just want to go to that again, take my really? mom and my sister and that. So they're going again. Wow. They loved it. And I think it has to end in 2026 um, because there's a housing project starting there. And so (laughs) they'll just take down the Abra Arena. Uh, Just just pull it down. Imagine the sort of, oh, you're a first day in my new flat and you're haunted by the hologram of Bjorn (laughs) dancing Uh, through the walls. I too was it. Imagine, You are the dancing (laughs) Maybe they could just offer them with a a slight discount and keep Abba up and say, look, it's up to you. We'll give you 20% off the asking price, but you will have the Abba hologram. You can have Anna Free as the janitor. (laughs) 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 But this is what I didn't expect. They did new stuff. They did a bit of new stuff. They did own stuff. What did they do? But they did stuff. They brought out an album about... Two years ago. Oh, no, don't do that. They bought a couple of tracks. They did a couple of tracks from that, but as they were in 1974, it's the most brain scrambling <laughs> oh, no. yeah. concept. Golden Age Abba doing new stuff from. Well, how did the uh, new stuff go down? As ever with new stuff, people were polite. <laughs> you got as uh, I believe. Do you remember this, Frank? Was it Pete Waterman said to uh, a friend of ours? Uh, she'd sent a girl in saying she wanted advice with being a pop star. And she said, the thing is, I, I'm not like any of your bands. I do own stuff. I've got my own stuff. And he went, the thing is, love, I don't do own stuff. I do la, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> and he did it very well, he I did. must Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, I don't know if either of you boys... Uh, Talking of the boys, yeah. caught Glastonbury 
But Daniel Skipsey has said, uh, I was surprised when Brandon Flowers, he said, I think it was Brandon Flowers, introduced Sir Elton John as Mr Elton John at Glastonbury. How long is it since he's been Mr? I mean, that's rather awkward. And we've had uh, more EJ correspondents, Martin Gardner, morning all, I have to ask. Did Frank catch Elton's Glastonbury performance? It seems like he made an extra special effort to enunciate. Mr. Trick with the harness-free adventure over the crowd. <laughs> yes, I'd like to have seen. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to have seen that. Yeah, well, I watched. Um, this is. I, I watched about uh, an hour or so of Elton. He seemed to be. Uh, in pretty good form. Nana's got got gone the gold suit out. And then, Nana uh, loves the gold suit. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't do the. I didn't do the whole thing. I, it's sort of like Elton rather than love him, if you know what I mean. Mm. But if, uh, no, good on him. Still at it. If That's what done, I like. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I, anyone who's still doing it, I have. Uh, and he had. I mean, it was a long old concert. How long did he do? Seven hours. <laughs> no, I, honestly, I went not. away. Was it for charity? I, we- I went out. <laughs> it's, a big, it's a sort of David Blaine. It's a big sort of money thermometer oh, that the stage be... going up with the. No, I think he has that at all his gigs. That's that, he, he has that for motivation. <laughs> It'd be good if you'd done that hoop thing like uh, Kiss, but it was a sort of star, a spangled star like his glasses. Yeah, in case anyone didn't get... When when, uh, me and uh, my 11-year-old boy, Bars, went to see Kiss in Birmingham, um, Paul Stanley, the lead singer, um, flies above the audience to a stage at the back Mm. and does a couple of numbers there, but no safety harness... No supportive cable. He just puts his foot in a hoop, grabs hold of it, and off he goes. Fearless. Yeah. Uh, not only fearless, but regardless of all health and safety regulations. <laughs> if Elton had done that, I think um, it, you'd need one of those medical helicopters to be uh, supporting him on a, <laughs> uh, you know, one of those, uh, like a stretcher on a string thing, you see. Oh, yeah, mountain rescue. I liked it when uh, at Mr. Elton John. Yeah. I should say so. No, you've got to have the pause on piano. Yeah. Mr. Elton, Elton John. John. Mr. Sir Elton John. When he introduced his band. Oh, yeah. Now they were quite a sign. <laughs> they were my favourite. I mean, they. I didn't see that bit. Well, what he did, he gave us some info about them. He oh, said, okay. and will you welcome my band? And in the background, you know, there's a sort of. You know, that's playing out. And he would he would give there a few biographical details as well. Oh, I'm not, I don't man... know if I'd trust Elton with that. <laughs> he... I told you that in absolute confidence. <laughs> Afterwards, and Max then Bain. after a messy divorce, <laughs> yeah, exactly. he finally got custody of the children. Um, well, he must have a grudge against at least three of, of his back in band. He's been playing with them yeah. a long time. I mean, they've exactly. They... <laughs> <laughs> no right. one has. Escapes. <laughs> they were all caught. <laughs> they were, how have they lost it? Yeah. They must just. Well, subservience, obviously. <laughs> Elton John. Earlier. Reg Dwight. You never hear yeah. that anymore mentioned. Yeah. 
He's brushed that under the carpet. He has, yeah. <laughs> I think he calls it a rock. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. No, he's got that. It's a genetic condition. Some men get more hair when they get older. Sometimes it Do gets they? blue-black colour. <laughs> That's how, that's how I'd, I'd sum up the vote. What I loved is the backing, the, the backing musicians. I adored them because it was such a break. And normally with the introductions, it's always Mr. Duff, you know, whatever. It's got a cool muso's name. Yeah. It was names you don't hear very often on a state, on the they're pyramid never, stage. Can I say they never jotty as their surname? <laughs> no, he said... Yeah, no, they never do that. But he said... Uh, it was like Mr. Nigel Olsen or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Raymond Cooper. Oh, no. Raymond and Nigel. Was he introducing his marketing department? That's <laughs> <laughs> how you discover you've got an undercover FBI agent in yes. your band. And on drums, Agent Johnson. Hang on. <laughs> but he would have revealed that in his potted biography. Yes. What, mm. was, the, what was the biolog- biological, biographical information was it like straight out of Watford <laughs> no there was things like and this this gentleman has been playing with me since uh, and what I liked about Elton was it was like he was just sort of having lunch with someone there was no mm. sense of him being on stage went, oh, I, oh I'm forgetting what was it it was uh, no it wasn't that it, uh, it was uh, I, I'll remember it in a minute I thought, you're on stage mate <laughs> and yeah, then he said it was 1970. Since 1970, me and... Uh, and he he was quite... Um... I mean, I can't... I once introduced Joe Wilkinson as Jack Whitehall. I just had the uh, JW in my... What happened? How did it go? Well, I said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jack Whitehall, and Joe Wilkinson looked at me as he came on. You know, he's got quite sad eyes anyway. Yes. And yes. he looked so at me talented. And he said, uh, it's Joe Wilkinson. And I just felt oh. like a monster. But, you know, as I said, I'm old! <laughs> In a really <laughs> aggressive way. <laughs> With these people, I'm afraid of attack is the only... It's the best form of defence. Yes. Yeah. No, I did feel terrible about it. But, uh, yeah, I th- I, he brought on some uh, young um, superstar oh, guy who we'd seen early on, I saw. And he who said, was super confident, the superstar guy. Yeah, and he came on and went, wow, Glastonbury and all that. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I don't know if you're supposed to do that with Elton. If you're walking, you're walking a knife. Edge. Yeah, he's just introduced. <laughs> he talked he for said, too long. It's really I'm... great to be. And then he said, and Elton has been so kind to me. He looks at Elton was doing a bit of paperwork I onto the piano. Like, I'm I yeah, this this guy's dead to me. He's just pat, he's, uh, pat uh, testing some of the plugs. Yeah, I could <laughs> see when that guy was talking. He probably talked for at least just forty seconds too long. Oh no, I, Elton, man, that, that I bet I bet they don't speak now. I just saw the smile. Remember the smile he did when we saw him live with Absolute Frank? Yeah. And he did the Crocodile Rock. He was having issues with the suit, I think. I think there was some sound thing. So it was in the first couple of um, songs, it was like, yeah, well, can can someone sort of... can you sort it? It was all that stuff. And I thought, oh, man. And and then, but to be honest, that night, it was just him and a piano, and he was brilliant. He was fantastic. He was brilliant. It was all, st- every, no band, no backing vocals, just him. And you sort of thought, oh, God, this is why this bloke's a big star. And uh, 
So he was furious. I think, I think he arrives furious. He's always furious. Furious is his default position. <laughs> yes. But then the audience, including us, were so when he, it was so good. Yeah, two or three songs. He's only going to do three songs or something. He's in a tiny gig, mm. Union Chapel. And he does a couple of songs, and everyone's going so mad, he does another one. And in the end, he did like yeah. an hour and a half. Oh. He cheered up in the end. Do you know why? Uh, because put... we brought the uh, no, the, money, the money uh, thermometer out. <laughs> the you know what it was? <laughs> they put a little bit of meat paste in his Oh, oh that's all he needed. <laughs> a bit of meat paste on the top, just on the top of the spectacles. <laughs> Um, Frank, Force Majeure has, hi Force, has been in touch. What hey, does it mean? Force Majeure. Mm. Act of God. Oh, it's an insurance Oh, it's like an insurance term. thing, isn't it? Oh, is it? I okay. always love that the insurers are so confident of our um, piety and belief. Yes. At, they just say act of God and we say, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, what, what if you're an atheist? Well, last night at Hyde Park when there was 60,000 people singing, knocking on heaven's door, I looked around and thought, you don't believe that that exists, do you? You monsters. <laughs> <laughs> You monsters. That would have been a funny thing for Axl Rose to shout <laughs> in between you know, chorus. Can I tell you the most American... I don't know if you find this, Pierre, but if I'm ever on a gig with American comics, I've done, like, Americans. TV things with American comics, and you can say, right, can you do, like, we need about seven and a half minutes... They will do seven and a half minutes. So yeah. the Brits will do like, they'll do six or like 11, try to hit the seven. They are so professional, mm. not necessarily funny, but professional. <laughs> yeah. And um, and last night, when when we got there, someone said, yeah, they're, they're doing three hours tonight. They're coming on at, uh, so they came on at 20 past seven and they finished the last notes of, um, of their last song at 20 past 10. They did an absolute to the minute three-hour gig. I, it's amazing, isn't it? It's the, such an American thing. I, th- I don't know how they train themselves to do it. I mean, I know that they're very, they're very harsh on what they call running the light. In American comedy clubs. Oh, so when the light goes up, you finish. Oh, yeah. Or they just, they'll just, you never play there again. They've got a very sort of Prussian attitude to the it. To is, I'm of an age now where um, when the light goes up, they get off stage light. I always think, oh, I wonder what that was. <laughs> <laughs> but they're strict. They're very strict at um, Hyde Park. Okay. The boss was on um, Springsteen. Oh. And he, you know, Springsteen does ages, so he got to half ten, which is their curfew. Just they just put, they literally pulled the power on. Oh my god! He literally went silent mid song. Oh. Yeah. So did he walk off with his tail between his blue jeans? <laughs> well, he's, I think he's back soon, so he must have been. Uh, yeah, he must have forgiven them. This isn't New Jersey, Mr. Springsteen. <laughs> Mr. This is Hyde Park. I remember being at a theatre and they said, yeah, the curfew's at 11. And I thought, yeah, but if it's going well, I'll just keep going. And then they said, yeah, the staff go on double time at 11. You have to cover it. I thought, tight, oh. nice tight one tonight. <laughs> you glanced back at the big thermometer <laughs> and you thought... Exactly. It started to go down suddenly. Lana Del Rey got herself in all sorts of problems on that front. 
Did she? Didn't she at Glastonbury? Oh. I think, oh, I, I love this. I have to say, this was very my energy. She came on, I think she was meant to be on at 10 and she came on at half 10 and was, t- you know, someone in a high-vis tabard, it was a very strict curfew, you've got to be off by 11. And um, the excuse she gave when she came on stage barefoot, which I like, oh, yeah. was, I'm sorry, it took a lot of time to do my hair. And she brought the hairstylist on stage with wow, her who witness. continued to do her hair during the gig. That's respect. Did I tell you that um, <laughs> Axel Rose fell over last night, by the way? <laughs> Did he have one of his falls? No, well, he, <laughs> he does a lot of, I would say, um, Axel Rose and football referees do more running backwards than anyone else on the planet. And he was doing a bit of that, and he, yeah, he went over. He took it oh. well, you know, he smiled and sort of laughed at himself for doing it. But I was a bit worried, because I saw oh. Lou Reed at Birmingham Odeon in the 70s, and he went uh, he went down twice on stage, and I don't think he was tripping. Well, he was tripping, I think, <laughs> but not like that. I don't want to see a pensioner fall over, even if it well, is in a gig unless it's a very old pensioner. <laughs> <laughs> This is um, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Now, earlier no. on Absolute Radio... <laughs> I used to drink in an Irish... I used to drink in an <laughs> Irish done. pub and whenever I walked in, the landlord would go... Well, not anyone walked in. <laughs> He'd go, no! <laughs> that was always his opening uh, thing. Earlier on Absolute Radio... It was a sort of very primitive time check. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I rather... Well, I, I was rather tantalising mm. the way I trailed force majeure. Majeure? Majeure. Majeure. Lovely. Thank you so much, Pierre. Um, had had uh, got in touch with us via Twitter... And then I didn't finish it. It can was I, actually left to your son mm, to point this out to me. Thank can you. I uh, can I do yet another digression? Then you the, will. The, Oscar. The, use, the use of the word tantalising <laughs> always makes me think of um, of bullseye. <laughs> because one of the prizes that you used to get on there occasionally, um, this was a, a, a game show from 70s, 80s. And it was darts-based. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a, a cheap kind of a show. And uh, darts-based, yeah. And when they did the prizes, he'd do a little rhyme. And there used to be a thing that they <laughs> give, give away. I'll give you an example, Frank. Stay out the black and keep in the red. There's no room in this game for two in a bed. Yes, and uh, and there was also, um, if music be the food of love, talk into this radio cassette player. Oh, uh, God. But there was one, uh, I remember a friend of mine was particularly enamoured of this one, where he said, uh, lock up your waters <laughs> or your spirits in this oak tantalus. <laughs> And a tantalus what is like is a tantalus? it's a sort of like a, a stock. You know when people are putting the stocks, <laughs> it's like that, but for drink. So it's a for wood. Drunk. It's a wooden sort of, and it stops you from opening the the bottle. It, it restrains well, you could have the done bottle. One of those with my grandma. So you get, you get a lock on it, so you, to stop people drinking. But it's called a tantalus because it tantalises. You can see the alcohol, but you can't. 
get at it. What I like is a very 70s approach to excessive drinking is yeah. don't suggest someone gets help or maybe yeah. has a therapist. Like, just put a lock on it. Put a lock on just the lock stocks and this pillory <laughs> for... Uh, it used to be a bit much more of a thing that everyone had a decanter set. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Nowadays, yeah. you don't see them, do you? Do you have a decanter set, Frank Skinner? I bought my manager a decanter for one of our anniversaries. Oh, I've been with him a long time. And I got it engraved, and the engraving was so slipshod. Was it? I I, um, that'd be a good name for a Slipknot um, <laughs> tribute act. Slipshod. Slipshod. <laughs> <laughs> what about footwear um, made inspired by Slipknot? What would that Slipshod. be? Uh, big spiky boots. Yeah, spiky boots. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a pipe and slip shot. <laughs> that would sum me up, I think. Pipe and slip knot. <laughs> um, where do I, where have I I've lost I my way? I tell you what, we've got to. We still, we still haven't have a, done force majeure. Well, but but he's, he's making, he's, if it's a he, he's making a great uh, cliffhanger. We'll be back yeah. with more force majeure <laughs> after this. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, please, can we. Finally. Yes, force majeure. Yeah, force majeure. Hey, Frank and Co. I saw recently that some of Alice Cooper's catalogue was getting deluxe vinyl reissues. Thought, mm, I saw that. Well, force majeure continues, and I hope on this occasion we'll all allow him to. Thought Frank will be able to get those for bars. So sweet. FM. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. However, the School's Out album includes an actual pair of knickers, as did the original, which Why? seems slightly problematic as a <clears throat> gift for a son. But 2023 audiences in general discuss. I've seen a picture. Force Major has enclosed a picture of the said garments and the album. What is the? Are they standard knickers or are they Alice Cooper branded? I've got knickers? to be honest. They look like the sort of knickers. I don't like the idea of branded knickers. That sounds like a very sort of night nice way of saying. I tell a you bit what dirty. they look like. <laughs> they look like the sort of knickers I've only worn twice in my life. Okay. Once <laughs> they surgical. <laughs> Once was during a fake tan application. Okay, because you don't it, you don't mind if they're spoiled. None of your business. Okay. The second occasion was indeed for a surgical procedure. Are they paper? They look quite papery to me. Yeah. Funny, coincidentally, I gave my child, who's eleven year old, a rock music themed pair of pants only this morning. All right. In fact, it, can, Buzz, who's in there, can you can you um, can you get your pants out? <laughs> You're not wearing them, mate. No. Okay. Yeah, come on. <laughs> can we see it? Wow. Well, we'll put a photo of this, but they are... Um, how would you describe them, Emily? I would describe them as absolutely sensational. <laughs> yeah. They are black satin 
Ozzy Osbourne, a young Ozzy. Yeah. It's very kind to Ozzy that. Well, yeah. I've had them a while. Oh, dear. They were given me by Ozzy, in fact. <laughs> really? Yeah. Black satin boxes. They've got a lovely. That's what they should have called the band, Black Satin. <laughs> 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 They've certainly been satin. And there's, there's, a, there's even an Aussie branded label. Yes. So the, that, on yes, the elasticated that, waistband, which, let's face it, we can all do with our age. So Aussie mm. Osborne um, boxer shorts. I'd wear those. From, from the hands of the man himself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you what can happened. We get a picture of those. I up, interviewed maybe, on Aussie Osborne and he gave me me a woolly hat with an Aussie thing on and wait, I was very excited what? yeah <laughs> he gave me a bit of Aussie merch the first time then the second time I interviewed him um, I said how come he never brought me any merch this time and Sharon was with him and she said okay we'll sort it out and then I got a massive cardboard <laughs> box packed with Aussie merch including those very pants oh wow but I'll do I'll do a photo with the pants and so you can see what we what we're dealing with Oh, they're, lovely. They're, they're lovely. They're lovely against the flesh. Sorry, huh? can, I hope no one takes that quote out of context. What? I'll do a photo of the pants so everyone can see what we're dealing with. So, what, what do you think then, as a representative of females, as, as a of a free pair of knickers with an Alice Cooper album? Are you okay with that? Oh, absolutely not no. okay with things. Disgusting. Okay, fair enough. I wouldn't mind if the pants were reasonable. Okay. But why do I want a pair of surgical knickers? I don't know what the point. That if it had been a Tom Jones album, it would have been a reference oh, to the tradition yeah. of throwing pants on stage. But um, I don't know what Alice was up to. Maybe he thinks that's just it's that exciting. But they look a bit like the last pair of pants I'd ever wear. Do you know it, what I mean? In my very favourite music magazine, which is Mojo, which I'm loathe to mention because it's made by the same company that own this radio show, and I sound like, but it really is brilliant. I noticed in this month that that Killer, which is another one of those reissued albums, got a five star review, so it's working for Alice. Doesn't need the pants. <laughs> Frank Skinner. As they say on German radio. We've heard uh, from one of our female listeners. I had an Alice Cooper, I think we're allowed to say this, it's a pair of pants and it's the shape of the pants. That's not obscene in any way, is it? No. It begins with a letter of the alphabet. Is that all right to say? A a G string. I think think that's acceptable. Um, I had an Alice Cooper G-string. Don't take that out of context, please. As a present from my husband, who went to one of his gigs. Mm. It was black, with just Alice's eyes staring out. Oh, yes. I I like the way you say, oh, yes, as if this is perfectly normal. I later threw it in the bin, much to my husband's chagrin, as it was limited edition. Whoops. Okay. I'd throw that. I, I love Alice but I don't want Alice Cooper's eyes staring out. No, no, that's... Okay. Um, uh, yeah, Boz has got a, a Alice Cooper cap that I bought him at a Alice Cooper gig, oh. which has the very fabulous logo, old black eyes is back, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> that's, that's great. great. Uh, look at that, Ultra yeah. Magnus, one of our regulars, mm. has also got in touch... Um, Saying, I love Aussie merch, so I lost a bit of respect for him after that panic on Oxford Street. What was that? Is anyone familiar with the panic on Oxford Street? Perhaps Ultra Magnus. 
Oh, was Ozzy Osbourne sort of causing a fuss at the Boxing Day sales or something? Oh, I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> Fighting over... I remember... He wasn't um, doing an Ollie David Merz. Bowie had there was a panic Ollie in Merz. Detroit. There was an Ollie, Ollie Merz. Ollie Merz thought there was shooting <laughs> and texted, oh, yes. and then it was a mistake. I don't know what it was. People shutting doors or something. He got yeah. in... Yeah. But, you know, he, I, he spoke up as a responsible citizen. He just made a mistake. Can I ask, you know, occasionally we do what you might call natural history on this uh, mm. show, in which we discuss the animal kingdom. Yes. Uh, Flying Ant Day would be one of our uh, central themes. I've just noticed this just lately. Maybe this is something that many people have observed, but I, it only happened to me recently. Mm. I went on a... Uh, motorway journey on a hot day to Birmingham and uh, back and it occurred to me that in my early driving days if I did that when I got back the screen of my car would be covered with dead insects Mm. there was none on there at all now is that because they put something on screens now that make um, insects slide off. Oh, have they turned... Oh, or is it that? because they're angled to do that? Or are there less insects or are they more evasive than they used to be? There's a lot of concern on online about exactly that. Oh, about where, so, where, where are the insects? So yeah. it's not just me. No. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I hate insects <laughs> in all their do forms. You? Yeah, I get... I, you know... I, I don't like them in my uh, sleeping bag. Do you know, I've noticed, though, I've taken a rather gentle, tolerant approach to the insect, and mm. we seem to be getting along far better. So if a fly enters the house, this is how I deal with it. I say, come on, darling, it's time to leave. Come That's on, nice. Darling, come on. And they do leave. I don't, I don't do that when a fly enters the house because I'm very entertained by the dog chasing them. <laughs> it, it really, it's better than Netflix. A free time. I don't think she's ever caught one, but it is, it is great. Cause it's a very sudden movement from the dog. You think, oh, what happened? You realise a fly has just gone past. Do you think on the back of the fly is a tiny amount of meat paste? Oh, I suppose. Flies are meat paste. We all are. Do you know what I will <laughs> say? Good night. Hurry, fine. It reminded me a bit of. Remember, I told you when I went to the zoo and they said sometimes pigeons land in the lion uh, den and then uh, are instantly devoured. Mm. Mm. It's got a bit of got a bit of that about it. I thought I'd end on a slight low. <laughs> it's, sometimes you could end in the minor chord rather than the major on these links. We've heard from 813 regarding our earlier chat about introducing band members on stage and, and oh, yeah. things mm. of that nature. On drums, Mr. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, 813 says, Elvis used to introduce his classically trained metropolitan opera soprano, <laughs> Kathy Westmoreland, oh, yes. as a little girl with a high voice. <laughs> oh. Says, talk about playing it down. He'd also introduce my favourite guitar player, James Burton, immediately followed by, and on the rhythm guitar, John Wilkinson. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, so, that's Elvis. Andy Wood from Brantica. I think he was, if I remember rightly, the uh, Sweet Inspiration, who were the uh, vocal group who did his backing. Um, oh, yeah. Um, he used, at one night, he said... Uh, 
You know, your girl says kind of smell of onions. He's <laughs> a man after my own heart. <laughs> was he onion intolerant? No, oh. I just think he was intolerant. <laughs> Do you know what I really? They were upset, could... apparently. Were they? Well, yeah. Now that's on their CV forever. Yeah, exactly. You, you kind got... of smell like onions, hyphen Elvis. <laughs> Five stars. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of smell like... Uh... Now listen, uh, Daniel and Dorset has been in touch because you Daniel referred earlier, you reminded us earlier of uh, the pigeons when they would yes, we, we advisedly enter sometimes. Me and my family mm. had a, a night at me the zoo. Me and my family, Asleep. Corey MP, Asleep. David <laughs> Meller apologising for an indiscretion. Yes, well, me and my family. My family and I <laughs> had a sleepover at London Zoo and we were told by one of the keepers or whatever the official title is now that sometimes pigeons land in the animal enclosures and the animals um, scoff them. Dear Frank, Emily and Pierre, this is what Daniel and Dorset has to add to this. With reference to your conversation last week about tigers killing pigeons in the zoo, Mm. some years ago my wife and I went to London Zoo with my parents. Let's hold it there, let's make it a cliffhanger. Why not? It's going to be grisly. (laughs) (laughs) There's no bears at London Zoo, I think think they're at whips now. Let's keep it on this, Frank. At the time there was an open-topped pit of Asiatic lions. Okay. I'm 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 hooked. <laughs> Let's return to Daniel in Dorset. Yes, we were on, uh, on the we were on an enclosure hangar. Mm. We were. Oh, lovely! <laughs> on the precipice of the lion's den. Mm. Uh, a novel by Beryl Bainbridge. <laughs> yeah. While we were stood looking down on the lions, literally, not figuratively. Yes. A local <laughs> <laughs> savage beast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dumb animals. <laughs> Illiterate beasts. <laughs> and the smell from them. <laughs> anyway. Oh, dear. Um, a local heron flew arrogantly low. <laughs> Did she know <laughs> it was well, local? Yeah, Picked up on the accent early. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Being a bit dismissive didn't look very exotic. No, exactly. Um, a local heron flew arrogantly low over the pit. Don't want to do that. Mm, no, that's Dicing a bit... Dicing um, with death. David Gower. <laughs> David <laughs> Gower. David Gower had, uh, wasn't picked in an England... Uh, I think it was a friendly England uh, Not test so match. friendly. So he went to a local aviation place and the, he went in a two-seater plane with this guy and they, they, you know that thing of buzzing the... So they flew so low that the cricketers <laughs> had to throw themselves <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> but he got like a three-match bad or something. <laughs> The Red Baron. I had no idea he had that level of internal rage oh, in him. He's a fabulous. No, I think it was. He's like a playboy, you know. Good he's, on uh, him. Great hair. He might have done the method. Knows a lot about um, wine. Mm. Oh, okay. Just saying. I'm not quite so keen on that. I no, don't like I, wine I once people. spent a wedding sitting next to David Gower, and um, I said, "I'm." I'm going to talk to you exclusively about cricket. He said, OK. He was fine with it. He was and great. And that wedding was his. He was great. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't his wedding. Frank. Anyway, I have to go up there and do the vows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what about that, uh, that first four you that cr- you hear on your test debut? 
carry on. Let me return to Daniel and Dorset. So we've got the heron. The heron is flying perilously arrogant, low. Arrogant heron. Arrogant. The, the brother of Gil Scott. <laughs> One of the lionesses immediately did, I'm afraid, what comes naturally. Okay. And leapt up to pluck it out of the air. Wow. And take it to the ground. Let's leave it there. Yes. We all know what happened. Mm. No good can come of that, as I told that local heron. Was uh, it Jill Scott? She's tall. I don't know. <laughs> the strangest thing was that nobody else watching seemed at all taken aback by seeing nature quite so red in tooth and claw. Oh, bit of Tennyson. Oh, oh, don't give us Tennyson in our texts. <laughs> <laughs> or at the zoo. No. My wife was the My only... My wife. I know he's gone bird of man. <laughs> <laughs> League of Gentlemen. My wife was the only other person who thought it noteworthy. Yeah. That's Daniel and Dorset, something of a poet, currently up there in my top five readers. You'll witness, Frank Skinner. I enjoyed that. That was, I don't enjoy, obviously, it's, in a way, it's a sad tale, but you can't get in the way of animals. No. Well, that's what David, At- All right, David Attenborough. Especially with Stampede. <laughs> David Attenborough encouraging yeah. them. It's that terrible moment when it spits out the beak. Imagine if Attenborough yeah. saw the heron flying low, oh, arrogantly mate, low. He'd, he'd think this is, get he'd, the camera crew. He'd be punching the air with yeah. joy. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to us this morning. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. 